This Phineas and Ferb podcast is not for children. There's a hundred and Oh, man. Okay. Say what you will about the pilot. Something about episode two was really doing it for me. Like, that episode was pretty hot. Aiden, they're children. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the second inaugural episode of Ferb Your Enthusiasm, a Phineas and Ferb podcast. Yeah. I'm your host, Zane Bendisi. And here is my co-host, Phineas and Ferb Virgin. Uh, Jaden SC. That's, yeah, that's probably the greatest introduction anyone has ever given me in my life. And I hope that title sticks. Yes. And with this podcast, we will be uh, popping Jaden's uh, proverbial, or rather proverbial uh, cherry. (laughs) (laughs) Did you like that one? Yeah, I did. That was pretty good. 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 (laughs) There's more where that came from. Oh, good. 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 Happy to hear it. But yeah, you know what? uh i was really i was like episode two episode two two episodes in and i can already feel it in in my uh my diaphragm uh i can feel the that this is this is has the makings of being the greatest podcast ever oh yeah no i i yeah i i think i think we're on something special too here i think um i think our viewers what all three of them really are are in on it yeah you me and candace (laughs) <laughs> Phineas, mom. Oh man, oh. that was a really good impression. You, you should. Uh... Uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll email Disney. I won't I won't go any sort of uh, casting agency. I'll just email them and be like, hey, just email Disney. Uh, put me the reboot. Walt at Disney dot com. <laughs> so that's uh, it. that's the only that's the address. That's well, yeah, that's 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 the emails for his head. I, I assume he types with his like tongue. Oh, oh yeah, that's right because his head is being preserved. I once Uh-oh. heard a Hold legend. On. I don't know Te- if you've heard this. Te- technical difficulties. Oh, what's up? Okay, we're we're good. We're good. Okay, okay. Oh man, I think all this talk about Walt Disney, something's up. They're listening. Because yeah. I was about to say I've heard this theory, and I don't know if it's true. I don't know how you if you think it's true, but I heard that his brain is actually in a cryo sleep within the statue in disneyland within the statue i've never within heard that statue wow like his brain is where the bronze head be all right come on antifa get yeah. on it come on where are you you're in seattle still you're taking right? statues down city. you got to take down this one yeah you got to go down to la <laughs> la or yeah i guess la would be i was thinking florida but that wouldn't make oh, no, much no, sense disney, disneyland disneyland, disneyland. Yeah. in california Okay, so before we get into the episode today, I, I just wanted to bring up something in the theme song that I noticed. I didn't notice the first time around. Mm-hmm. In the previous uh, inaugural episode, I said that uh, I, I, I shared my theory that Phineas and Ferb are running a side hustle where they're poaching endangered animals. Yeah, And uh, this is uh, further uh, confirmed by, in the theme song, you see uh, they have a red wagon with an elephant on it go past. The red wagon. The red wagon. The red wagon. So <laughs> they're uh, they're hunting elephants. Yeah, getting that that's, ivory. What? That's third on the endangered list now. That's third on the endangered list. The gorillas, oh the, the elephants, the the tiger. Yeah. Wow. And it was a Bengal tiger too. So that yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a fourth one later on, uh, if I remember correctly. But but we'll get to that when we get to that. I really think you're onto something here. At first, I was like, okay, that's nonsense. But now. It's not once. <laughs> not it's once. Twice. Not twice. Three times. <laughs> Three times. Maybe a fourth. 
maybe a frog. Well, it's funny that you also noticed something in the opening theme song because I did too. Mm-hmm. I caught a lyric today that I didn't really pay attention to earlier. It's it's um, you know, 104 days of summer vacation or however that starts, and school comes along just to end it. Now, I think this brings up an issue because right from the get-go, we're villainizing the education system. And yes, well, yes, the United States education system, it's got some problems, but education is our ally. <laughs> education is the pathway forward. That's where these kids need to be learning. Yeah, that's what the A in education stands for, uh, ally. Yes. Uh, ally. <laughs> the oh, f- man. I heard somewhere on the street that ally is no longer a good term to use anymore. It's now a uh, co-conspirator. Really? Yeah. Well, there's a C in education too. So, so I think we're good. <laughs> so, so it works. <laughs> oh man. Oh, Ooh, someone just drove by in a Mustang. It's very loud. Fancy. Was it um, Phineas? Because in this first episode, or this it's first very segment, fitting, very yeah. fitting. Oh man. That brings me to another point of contention. The fast, uh, fast and the Phineas. I was expecting some sort of grand heist or perhaps even some sort of illegal activity like street racing, but no, it was just no. They play it legal. might as well have been NASCAR. Might, it might as well have been NASCAR. Uh, but they did break one law, uh, which is actually my first note. Um, or I presume they broke a law uh, because the episode starts off and they hear uh, cars racing, and this seems to me to be some sort of uh, noise pollution. Yeah, because uh, I, I can't imagine if, if you're like in your backyard and you hear a bunch of cars whizzing by all day, that would have mm-hmm. to drive the neighbors crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And also, my, my the bigger question, though, is um, the fact that this is like a su- the suburbs of wherever uh, Danville, I think the name of the town is. Uh, and they built an entire car station, uh, car, not car station, a car stadium, racing yeah. car stadium. Yeah, kind of bad uh, town planning. I feel like it's sort of an odd spot. And where did it come from? Hmm. Yeah, we've seen the skyline. We've seen an aerial view of the city twice now. Two other episodes. Where was it before? Yeah. Wasn't there? Wasn't there? Wasn't there? Conspiracy? Hmm. I think so. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Yeah, it, it is just a little strange that it happens to be behind their backyard and they haven't noticed prior to this. Um, unless it was like, you know, like how sometimes they build carnivals, just like impromptu. Just a little pop-up Indy 500. <laughs> yeah, just a pop-up <laughs> Indy 500. Oh, you it's know, possible. I was coming through. Oh, mom, did you get tickets? Yeah, yeah, I did. Who knows? Might as well be the circus. Yeah, well, I think they do have a circus episode later on. So, oh, really? Do they bring all the animals themselves? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Mm. Did they come in on a red wagon? On a red wagon. The red wagon. So, Ferb's remote doesn't have uh, gear shifts. I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah, I also don't think they understand how remotes work. I'm glad you brought that up because they're like, hey, we need more power. So what do they do? They power the remote and that speeds the power. That's very true as well. I didn't even think of that. That's why we need education. This is why the education system needs to be reformed. (laughs) We need to refurbish it. And yes, it is Ferb is in Phineas and Ferb. Um, that one wasn't as good. Uh, we need to we'll we need to re, we need to refurbish the education so they can finish it up. Finish. Oh, see that was worse. We'll edit Phineas. that out. 
Yeah, well, we'll edit all of this out. The whole episode is going to be two minutes long. Yeah, it'll just be the opening five seconds and then the last five seconds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the remote. It, see, like, I mean, it might not be a stick shift car, but you still have like park, reverse, drive. Yeah. The, the weird other ones that nobody uses. Yeah, uh, neutral. I think by law, well, there neutral. has to be neutral. You know, I mean, by law, there's got to be other, you know, <laughs> there's got to be park, but like, got to be neutral. Yeah, there's a lot of safety concerns there. I mean, this Boy Scout was concerned. That was a young child behind the steering wheel of a race car. Yeah, that was a converted race car. You know, yeah, modified. Yeah, I mean, it got washed at the end. But what 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 was that? Like, what type of car do you think that was? Uh it looked like an older car. It didn't look like a modern car at all. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe not. Not look like it should be pushing sixty. No, might not be uh, up to regulation. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so Candace goes to uh, uh, Mrs. Garcia Shapiro's uh, house where her mother is playing uh, poker. And um, I, I just had to note this, that uh, you get to see the uh, other hands of the other players. And man, Lindana is not going to have a good night because one of them has a four of a kind fives and the other four of a kind aces i don't know if aces are high or low but either way that's not good she is she's gonna be losing money uh so well then if anything i think i think candace was helping her out then yeah candace could have been like her uh uh what do you call it like she like looks over the shoulders of the other uh poker players and like yeah oh my god like (laughs) scratch your ear (laughs) (laughs) yeah the signal yes oh my god does candace have ears I'm trying to remember right now. I think she's. I think she's got one. I think she's got she's, one, and okay. it's the one that keeps her hair back. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, you, yeah. it's got to serve a function, you know. Yeah, and I could. That could just be like uh, totally wrong too. Like what? What's what's the what's that? You know, like mental effect where you th- remember something one way and it's not. Uh, the Mandela effect. Yeah. The, oh uh, yes. Yeah. I think I think that might be a. Yeah. Uh, Mandela effect. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I can't remember. I don't have a picture of Candace in front of me. Uh, yeah. Neither do I. Not that I typically keep a picture of Candace. Well, you made that comment earlier, and I did. Well, me. it's okay. We can push past it. Okay. <laughs> um, but you're hey. laughing, like like you're deflecting. Um, so Phineas and Ferb are wonderful mechanics. <laughs> I they are. Yeah, they are. They put a rocket underneath the carriage of that car. Like yeah. as we saw at the end of the episode, that went atmospheric. Yeah, it's really incredible. Um, I'm not sure functionally the advantages of having that. I mean, hey, plot convenience, baby. Plot, yeah. Well, these fucking writers. <laughs> is is that is that enough to declare lazy writing? I don't know. Lazy writing, La- lazy motherfuckers couldn't even. <laughs> okay. Oh man, but but. Well, there is no but. Oh, the shock suspension, though. You know, Phineas has that remark, like, oh, man, good thing we put a new uh, new suspension. I don't think there's any suspension on Earth that could handle such an impact coming back from outer space. Well, yeah. But yeah. I, I think this is a good testament to the car, though. It might it's be older. But damn, that's a good make. Older, but, you know, they say, uh, they say, well, I don't know the saying, but yeah, there's you know, old, something about how when you get older you, phrase if it's a lincoln town car it's a boat something like that yeah yeah i don't know throwing you some lifelines great thank you you're welcome grabbing them <laughs> grasping in oh, man. desperately oh, but, as i 
tumble down a hill. This reminds me, though, thinking of the car and then also the race, we have their pit stop team. The pit stop team. My boy Phineas is not a simp. You have... It's a but Phineas may not be a simp. However, Ferb on the other hand, not Ferb. I'm talking about yeah. Girls can be simps, by the way. Yes, yes, yes. And his uh, his cohort Isabella. Yes. Oh boy. Exactly where I was going. Uh, Wow. Simp Central. Uh, Hi, Phineas. I mean, good. It's 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 good to show that you know simps can be uh simps. You anyone can be a simp. You know. Yeah. Like that's you that's could be important. a simp. I could be a simp. I probably am. I've know? been I a just, simp. I, what? I've been a simp. <laughs> was it? What was it like? It's not good. Oh, yeah. Not well, a fun experience. Okay. Well, but like, here's the thing. That's the. That's the. That's see. I think that's that's a good positive message that came from this first you know episode because, or the well the first section of the uh, the episode, is the discourse that anyone can be a simp. You know, this is a this is the. It's the land of dreams. It's the American dream. You can be whatever you want. You just got to work for it hard. Isabel is really working for it hard. <laughs> she is. And to her pit crew, too. Are, yeah. They got her back. They, yeah. they got Phineas's back. Yeah. So um, at one point, uh, Candace is in the crowd, in the audience, like the seating. Mm-hmm. And this guy yells at her, I can't hear the cars over your, over your screaming. This this came to me as uh, I, I don't know who this guy is that he he's trying to hear the cars and that That's he can't and also that he can't hear them over her shouting. Mm-hmm. This guy's got to get his ears in check. And on top of that too, I think at races like this, don't don't you have to? Because I know this is like the same at monster truck arenas, but I mean those are way louder. Don't you have to wear like earplugs? Like don't they give you earplugs when you go to sit yeah. down in the stands? That's true. Maybe, maybe he has a hearing aid, and because Candace was closer, it was like triggering it. Oh yeah, true. And unlike Candace, he has ears. Uh, I do remember that much. Yeah, yeah. Um, very distinct part of that character. Yeah. No Mandela um, effect there. No Mandela effect. That guy, one hundred percent, definitely had ears. And if I'm wrong, you you can you can dig a hole and make me sit in it. <laughs> oh yeah two feet deep I'll two come feet out, deep bring me some lemonade but man i'll, I'll do the day. thing where i like jump in and out of it and then like i dig the hole a little deeper every day so that way like in a month i can jump like 10 feet in the air oh oh yes yes because that's how it works because that's how it works <laughs> yeah um but the, yeah okay so hey uh speaking of simps candace was on a mission Oh like, yeah, sorry. There's more mission. than one simp in this episode. There is more than one simp. <laughs> Candace was on a mission, and who did she see in the stands, Zane? Or actually, who saw her and called to her? Jeremy. Jeremy. Why did I ask you that? Because I didn't remember his name, but you did. <laughs> Jeremy, voiced by the the teen hunk himself, Mitchell Musso. Oh wow. Yeah. Teen teen hunk. Well, Jeremy called out to Candace, and Candace. <laughs> Every single goal she had, boom, out the window. Yeah. Simp if I've ever seen one. S-I-M-P. You'll understand that later. Uh, <laughs> what? No, you'll, you'll understand. You'll, you'll get it later. Those are <laughs> people who have watched Phineas and Ferb will understand what I'm talking about. 
but you, you don't understand now but you'll get it later trust me is this a cutback moment yeah well I'll, I'll i'll go back and show this footage just to uh to show that that, that you know oh nice pop back yeah good 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 um okay so this next note just says uh candace may have dandruff i don't remember why i wrote that down um oh because of the tv commercial oh yes yeah, yeah that was there was a commercial right yeah yeah i I'm, I'm pretending like i remember but i really don't i why it was what well, i can't <laughs> candace in desperation when she finally broke from her simpage uh, I called her mom. I was like, mom, you got to look at TV. Phineas is on TV right now. Or she didn't say Phineas is on TV, but she's like, mom, look at the TV. And, uh, you know, her father was having so many issues. First turned on, turned on the TV, but not the cable box and the stereo. As, should, all as, as Dr. Doofenshmirtz says, people should really start, you know, labeling the remotes. Um, but she finally turns on the TV and it's just a commercial for dandruff. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yes, and my, my concern was... Uh, Candace may have dandruff. I don't remember why I wrote that down. Uh, <laughs> doesn't really explain anything. Dandruff, dandruff is a real problem that affects yeah. people. And we want our viewers to know that we support you. And that there are wonderful products out there that can really help. Yeah, it's called shampoo, you idiot. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Do you not condition your scalp? That's Well, that's conditioner. Well, isn't conditioner for the oh my god okay um but well let's not let's not uh yeah let's not get into the finer technicalities this is about phineas and ferb phineas and ferb yes um speaking of labeling remotes and doofenshmirtz he had a blimp that was pretty cool he had a blimp um yeah pretty cool a little you know safety wise not the not the safest thing especially once you find out that his plan is uh to deflate deflate the tri-state area deflate the tri-state area yeah. um but as he points out that he just did not think it through which is understandable and we, we all okay. make we all, we all have that moment yeah we all have that moment yeah. i just wanted to go back to candace for one little moment uh, oh yeah she steals a camera uh and yeah. the, the moral uh is morally questionable because she did do it for the greater good to bust her brother mm -hmm. but should she have stolen no no there you have it but if we're going to look at this from the you uh as i believe it's a utilitarian perspective it was Could the be. right act or was it i don't or know was it i just went through a whole whole semester of moral psychology did uh, i learn anything Who maybe knows? yes maybe no Maybe no. Which was the right answer? I don't know. But I think that's the point. But back to I will say, or yes, yeah. I sorry, I will say her photography skills are amazing. The fact that she took a picture of a yeah. moving like a car that's going like nine you know, hundred miles an hour. Yeah. And she got a clear photo of Phineas like through the window. That's that's talent. And not only that, she must have had like I mean I doubt that camera was on any sort of automatic setting because look at it's like oh yeah the flash and everything so that was a that was that was film it was a Polaroid wasn't it like it came out yeah, it was about, a Polaroid yeah like let's talk about it like wow she had maybe a fraction of two seconds to change those settings ISO shutter speed oh my gosh yeah and to catch it at just the moment that that car was going by that's I thought I was a filmmaker I was wrong <laughs> I'm wrong Candace she should really pursue photography it would be good for her to get away from uh, busting her brothers yeah yeah 
but you know, as a, as a, as a, as a, uh, as a, uh, <laughs> I'm, if I'm a functioning, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Do you need to restart? Trying to remember the name, the name of the guy who wrote uh, the Ghostbusters theme. Oh my gosh. Cause I was going to say Boston makes me feel good, uh, <laughs> but I couldn't remember his name. Well, we, we acknowledge the writer. Yes. Whatever his name may be. Whatever his name may be. Busted makes me feel good. So, uh, speaking of getting busted, though, popping it back over to Doofenshmirtz and his incredible jingle, by the way, Perry devises a pretty incredible plan. He has, I think it was six different cheeses on him and a briefcase ready to go. I was going to talk about this. Yeah, um, please do. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, one of the cheeses is labeled stinky. That's yeah. not a type of cheese. Exactly. Uh, very upsetting to see. Yeah. That was my exact thought. Like, who do who do these fucking writers think we are? That we we think that we would fall for a oh, stinky cheese. That's a real type of cheese. Yeah. I'm gonna go to this cheese shop and go. Yeah, hey, I'll have I'll have a, a a quarter pound of stinky, please. <laughs> stinky, stinky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I don't mean to laugh this is hey man serious. give me your best stink give me can i try the stinky <laughs> i just want a sample of the stinky so now if i want to buy a whole wheel yeah outrageous also outrageous um the fact that uh okay so when phineas is uh he slows down mm-hmm. and this old jalopy rolls by him they would not let that that old car that like 1800s car into a nascar-esque race no you know nobody would see that and go like oh good old old reliable you know gonna really gonna win this round huh going 15 miles an hour top speed it's got a got a horn on it that (laughs) that's an actual horn Yeah, but yeah. hey, you know, like, kudos to them for inclusion. You know, no matter the shape, size, or color, all automobiles yeah. are welcome. Now, th- this race gets pretty intense because uh, they don't explicitly say it, but a lot of the people racing definitely die. Like, they are. There are cars. Hold on a second. There are cars that are driving <laughs> like at a at a forty five degree angle into the ground. <laughs> But they, but they all pop out of the car at the end and say we're okay. So they do I'm pop out of the car and say okay. we're okay. But that does not. There's definitely <laughs> at least one car. They can't all be okay. Like statistically, there's no way that that many cars that are like crashing, like straight into the ground, are gonna be okay. I just don't buy it. There has to have been some some vehicular uh, manslaughter at play. Some fatalities there. Actually, the vehicular manslaughter if the person in the car dies. <laughs> Probably not. Self-inflicted vehicular. Well, actually, what 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 caused the pileup again? Was it was it Doofenshmirtz deflating? No, that was later. But I wanted to bring that up too. Um, no, I think it was. I can't remember what exactly. But it wasn't that important. Basically, the point was all of these cars were crashing and you know catching fire and stuff. That reminds me of something else. Phineas and Ferb, they were doing something morally incorrect because it wasn't for the greater good. They were cheating. They were cheating, yes. They were cheating. What kind of a... What the fuck? 
kind of a message is that to send to the children of this nation watching this show and other nations hey watching kids this show hey kids hey, cheaters hey, always win yeah and they get big golden trophies big gold trophies that they have to that they can't even no carry repercussions and at the end your mother will thank you for washing her car thank you for washing her car um uh, by the way, I did notice, I, I wrote here, Doofenshmirtz had like a butterfly effect, like something very small happened and it sort of snowballed into all of these cars crashing. Oh, I see. I see. Um, but back to Doofenshmirtz, uh, his machine, his uh, deflatinator, um, Incredible it's name. being powered by a mouse running on a little wheel. Like that seems like, I don't know, maybe, it, maybe I'm just old fashioned, but that doesn't seem like a very efficient uh, source of energy. You know? Hey, it's clean though. It's, you're right. It's clean. It is Doofus clean. Burns. It is clean. Maybe evil, but he's got some clean. He's got some he's clean energy practices. Got clean energy reducing practices. that carbon footprint. Yeah, which he only uh, increases once he crashes a blimp into the stadium. People. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I will say, they're teaching bad morals. They're teaching cheating. They're saying that we needed to do away with you know, like if summer comes along just to end it, or a school comes along just to end it. You know, it seems like they don't like the education system. Yet at the end, they are teaching history that nice very nice call but well nice is subjective call back to the hindenburg you know all the humanity yeah i wouldn't and, call it a, a nice callback yeah i know exactly that, that's, i that's think that's it's a little saying. inappropriate it's not, it's not nice but it's well just can like, we just put it on the record that uh yeah that Jay, Jane just called a hindenburg a nice, a nice piece of history it's a nice callback in this very i'm gonna put that <laughs> i'm gonna put that in the description of this podcast uh the hindenburg was a nice piece of history <laughs> quoted by Jane Nessie. Oh man, I really did it to myself there, dude. Oh, did I really it. stepped in it. It's time. Oh no. Uh, so Doofenshmirtz uh, screams, and his his voice shatters this impenetrable glass. Oh yes, that was incredible to watch. Yeah. Um, I yeah. didn't think that that was even possible because uh, this is like clearly a thick, thick layer of glass. If yeah. Perry is trapped behind it, yeah, you know, if it was a thin layer of glass. And I remember, like, I think it was Mythbusters tested, like, if you, a voice can actually shatter glass, and it can, uh, but it has to be very high decibels in order to actually break a piece of glass. And Does especially high decibels or sure determination? Could be both. A little column A, a little column B. Okay. So, <laughs> just put it all together. <laughs> there you got. Yeah. Um, oh, so we talked about it briefly um, that Phineas and Ferb run the car through the car wash. Yes. Which I was very happy to see. It looks like they rebuilt the car wash from the roller coaster episode. After the roller coaster, yeah. After the yeah. roller coaster destroyed the car wash, it's it's back up and running. I wonder um, if they met some sort of financial deal between the two parties, you know, because like they were yeah. the they the patrons of the roller coaster ride did pay to ride it. I I think Phineas and Ferb are too too much of a capitalist pigs. To, to allow that to, to allow that uh that that small business to, oh, to so are you survive. saying the, the the owners of the car wash had to break the bank yeah i think they had to, to break the bank um it's uh it's, it's a very cruel cruel, cruel world we live in cruel cruel world um yeah. my last yeah. note here uh for this section uh this segment mm-hmm it's just a little thing, but you know, the little things are really what get to me. It's like, you know, when you got like a, a hair, like in a place you don't want it to be. Um, <laughs> yes. You know what I'm talking about. We don't have to, <laughs> we don't have to get blue this episode, but uh, 
you, you could take a gander at a so Lindana <laughs> Phineas, <laughs> Phineas and Ferb's uh, mother um, she says Let's, I'm making snacks and she, as she pours uh, what looks like orange juice into a glass and like I yeah, would not that's a good point. I would not call orange juice a snack that is a drink a beverage. you don't chew your orange juice I, no, I don't like it with pulp. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe it was all pulp. I could be wrong. It, I, I guess know, at yeah, that point yeah, it would it be looked a like a liquid, but pulp is quite flexible, and a lot pulp. of it could look like a liquid. You could argue. Yeah, pulp. Uh, that would be disgusting. That would. <laughs> what you you, you, you wouldn't want to <laughs> eat a glass of of chewed up oranges? You know what? That doesn't sound appetizing to you. At first, I was gonna say no, but that would be very close-minded of me. Yes, it would. It would be. Maybe that's what we should do next time. Next, next the, episode. The, thumb, the thumbnail is Jaden eats a glass of pulp. <laughs> we talk more about the Hindenburg. We'll talk more about the Hindenburg. We'll bring it up every episode. Uh, all the humanity. <laughs> That'll be your punishment. <laughs> My karma. My karma, just like Candace's karma. Candace, she, yeah, with the ca- that with the camera, the camera karma. She took a camera great karma. picture of Phineas and stole the man's camera to do so. And when she returned it, she accidentally took the wrong picture of her. Camera karma. Yeah, and it was a bad picture. It was very unflattering. Um, yeah, she uh, she looked like uh, she'd been struck by lightning. Yeah, although kudos kudos to her mother. She was very honest. She didn't say, "Oh, what a great picture." She said, "You've looked better." A little passive aggressive, I would say. A little, a little. But that must and uh, well. See, do we need honesty for someone who is starting their own internet blog? You know, Candace has got that selfie game at the top of the episode. Like, do we, is it is it good to boost the ego, or is it good to be honest? It's good to yeah. You gotta knock her down a peg. Yeah, definitely. We don't uh-huh. you know those people on social media. We don't want the you know those big heads adding another to the mix. Yeah. Do you want to uh, move on to the second segment, or do you have I anything would else? love to move on to the Lawn Gnome Beach Party. Lawn Gnome Beach Party of Terror. Oh, is that is that what it is? That's the full episode oh, name. Yeah. Oh my terror. gosh. Yeah. Amazing. Um, the first thing right off the bat, mm-hmm. a bird is flying through the sky, and it combusts into flames. I don't know. What 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 do you think? Are you about to say what? That's improbable. Well, here's the thing. They live in the tri-state area, right? So that's Connecticut, Supposedly. New Jersey, and New York. Yeah. Presumably. There are other tri-state areas, but that's I think like yeah. what people usually think of when they think of the tri-state area. Yeah. So how hot is it really gonna get to where a bird could combust in midair? Actually, I wonder, like, what do you, what would the temperature have to be for that? I, I was thinking the same thing, and I wish that I had looked this up before we started recording. <laughs> yeah, for a bird, <laughs> for a to bird spontaneously to combust. And you know, actually, there is evident. There have been uh, examples of humans spontaneously combusting uh, in history. So maybe it's not so far off. Maybe I just contradicted myself. Um, I don't know. Well, yeah, because isn't there that like scientific thought that if the if like the globe was ten feet closer to the sun, we'd all burn up? Well, that wouldn't make much sense because if you're on one side of the globe, then you're 
10 feet closer, you're going to really. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, okay. bird spontaneously combusting. That is a world we live in now. As, yeah. But I also know something right off the bat. And I actually think it's a wonderful, wonderful lesson that they taught in this episode. They actually hit the nail on the head with this one. Um, hit the nail on the head. Yes, that's what I said. Uh, uh, Phineas has got this line right off the bat. Uh, he says, I wrote it down. Um, oh, uh, don't let the morning DJs win. You cannot do that. We can't let them win. We can't let They've been them winning win. for years, for too long. They've got those shows. They've got those radio broadcast shows. Fucking they come Elvis into Duran your in the car, morning. whether you want it or not. Elvis Duran <laughs> saying, hey, guys, how's it going? Hey, how's it, how's it going? I've never, I haven't listened to Elvis Duran in years. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, in, uh, on, uh, you know, Connecticut's on starting at 9.9. You got NN Raven. Oh, I don't even know that. I, I don't listen to enough radio. Traffic on I-95. Ugh, this is the life of... See, for those of you who don't live in Connecticut, this is this is what we have to deal with. Yeah, for those of us who actually live in the tri-state area. <laughs> yeah, for those of us who actually live in the tri-state area. Yeah, birds, uh, we gotta, do not spontaneously combust. All of, the, all of the difficulties of being in Connecticut, you know, the taking care of the mansions that we all live in. Yeah. Uh, you know, Yale, yeah, like Yale. Struggling to everywhere. pay all of the people who make this, you know, our houses run, you know, yeah. the cook, the maids. The cooks and maids. That's, how, that's exactly what it's like in Connecticut. Yeah. Got to remember the cooks and the maids. Yeah. Um, so Phineas is uh, and Ferb are filling a wooden sandbox with uh, water. This yeah. seems like a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. Yes. Um, because sand. So, it's just mud. You're just making mud. Yeah, pretty much. You're, you're making mud and you're getting wood wet. Which it's, is it's kind of a waste thing. honestly you could warp it it's a waste and especially since they reveal later that behind <laughs> this the sandbox is an entire beach which is something that i can't we have even, a lot we have a lot to talk about there we have a lot to talk about but let's start small um i wanted to go to perry for a little bit before we get yes, into that i think that's good um, so there's a, a mushroom, uh, like a fake mushroom that Perry goes into that leads him into the, the headquarters of for, or his uh, base. Mm-hmm. Um, my question, we never see this mushroom before. We've never seen it again. Um, Much like the uh, car stadium, which is gone. In which this is gone. The episode. It's gone. Yes. Where'd it go? Who knows? Where did, Where did it, it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? Cotton Eye Joe. I don't know. Who's that? What? Who's, who's that? Cotton Eye Joe. Jo- who's Cotton Eye Joe? Don't know. Where did he come from? Where did he go? I don't know. I just know the name. I don't, I don't understand. So this mushroom. So this mushroom. Um, <laughs> where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it go? This is all we have to say. <laughs> just, uh, circles and circles and circles. So we're just gonna we're, we're gonna spend the next man, twenty minutes on this mushroom. Feel like we've been here before. Like, man, I have some crazy deja vu. So anyways, this mushroom, uh, where did it come from? Where (laughs) Where did it go? (laughs) Wait a second. I think Perry is, I think Perry is much more intelligent than he lets on. How so? Well, you see on the outside, it looks like this. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of here. On the outside. He looks like a very docile, cross-eyed, you know, looking platypus. And on the inside, he's an intellectual, international agent of secrecy. 
I think this was established in the first episode, Jaden. Yeah, I don't know why I was going with that bit. Yeah. Um, So So the mushroom. He goes down in the mushroom. He goes down in the mushroom. So Major Monogram, uh, his uh, boss, I suppose, uh, says, this mentions something that caught my interest. Uh, He mentioned uh, that lawn gnomes uh, were, yeah, the lawn gnomes are being stolen, uh, leaving houses exposed to black magic. Oh, my. And... I had to look this up. Apparently, I never knew this. But yeah, they, they ward it off, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Garden gnomes are made to ward off black magic. Who knew? I, I had no idea. So, so as much as I, I complain about Phineas and Ferb, I do have to commend them. Uh, it is educational. Yeah. Hey, that's 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 two in this episode. So far, don't let the morning DJs win. Garden gnomes deter black magic. Yeah. And yes, and I know I'm enlightened. Okay, so let's get to this ocean. Uh, this, this... Yeah. Where did it come from? <laughs> where, where, where did it go? It go? <laughs> <laughs> um, my thing, I'm trying to figure this out. They must have destroyed a lot of property in order. Yeah, because really I can buy. I can behind them. I can buy that maybe in the tri-state area. Maybe they're living in New Jersey. And they're yeah. on. They're nearby the coast. Uh-huh. But even so, you would have to dig a lot and like have to destroy a lot of property in order to get an ocean in your backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I don't know how Phineas and Ferb did it, uh, but there's definitely some sketchy stuff going on this time. I we did not a- see, we didn't see them like terraforming, but I assume that something must've happened because that, that could not have happened. You know, without- there was a whole ass horizon. There were palm trees where, yeah. Terraforming. Sure. But then also the adoption of the Polynesian aesthetic. Where did that come from? There's a yeah. lot of beaches. A, little, a lot of Polynesian be- aesthetic. Cultural appropriation, some may say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a whole other conversation about yeah, Ferb. I was, was going to get to that. I was oh going to mention Oh, my goodness. That. We got the beach to talk about. We got Ferb's song. We got the mushroom. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Um, but this, the, the Polynesian aesthetic. Like, okay, so like this is the tri-state area, but it's like, from a Californian perspective. Yeah. Because also, who in the tri-state area owns surfboards? That's a very good question. Clearly. Uh, personally, <laughs> I don't own a surfboard. Uh, I used to own, like, sleds, you know? Yeah. I used to own boogie boards because we don't have waves to surf in the tri-state area. Yeah. Where did little... these waves come from? Yeah. Making Our asses get... Where do they go? You know? Yeah. I have my, you know, you go to the beach in the Tri-State area and, or, you know, in, in, in Connecticut, you're standing there, you, you're, you're getting slapped in the thighs with the waves. Cause that's how tall they get. You turn around your yeah. ass gets slapped. That's you're all there is sexually to it. harassed by the waves of. Yeah. Of, you're getting uh, filled Myrtle up beach. and doused. <laughs> yeah. Um, and salty, but you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's something very small, but it does. It's, it ties into my whole theory about the poaching. Uh, you do oh, see yes. an exotic bird fly, uh, fly away, hopefully to freedom. Yeah, uh, when they first unveil the the beach, yeah. just a little thing. But again, this is it's clearly not a common bird. Mm-hmm. It's like purple, I think. Mm-hmm. So, oh, per- hmm. interesting. Yeah, maybe they're just letting it go for the hunt, or maybe it got free. Who knows? The greatest game. <laughs> yeah. So to switch gears a little bit, because I, we've addressed that we've started to address the beach, and we have a lot to talk about when it comes to Ferb in a little bit. But Doofenshmirtz, 
this is again my my point from last time if you remember where i think we start to realize that you know perry the platypus is the protagonist and of the series like the main character of the entire show and doofenshmirtz is you know the anti-hero but he's the sympathetic character of this show absolutely man what a childhood yeah where are child protective services that's my question i don't think in dusseldorf where did dusseldorf is that where is that yeah, where dusseldorf uh, game of stump i think oh uh, yeah 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 yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe one is the country and one is the town uh but seems what my question was he plays it on the tv which means that somebody was recording his entire life and that must be pretty embarrassing yeah which is pretty embarrassing but also my question is who's recording this and secondly you see a camera from like from like the 1800s in this you know they're like taking a picture and they like have to pull the string to point. take the photo so like what is the timeline of this where they have video cameras with sound but this town is using like maybe like a documentary crew came in that's what i was thinking because you know yeah. you've got the documentary documentarians who go to like you know the amazon rainforest and watch and you know capture footage of the tribes who live there the indigenous people. yeah and this brings me to my next question where is dusseldorf i don't know Sounds like a familiar name, but what yeah. was the country? I don't know. I think, well, hold on. Let me look this up. Did begin with uh, a G or something? Well, it's Gimmelstump. Gimmelstump, that's where he's from? That's oh, Dusseldorf is in Germany. Uh, well, that's the most incredible German dialect I've ever heard. Gimmelstump. Oh, sorry. It wasn't Dusseldorf. It's Druselstein. Druselstein. Okay, I was going to say, Dusseldorf Which is a town made up. a country. Yeah. And then the town is uh, Gimmelstump. So I apologize. Yes. Don't apologize to me. Apologize to the viewer. Brusselstein, um, yes. which I assume is in Europe. Somewhere. Somewhere. Yes. But yeah, wow. What a, what a hard life. What a hard life. Always having to be the one that, you know, had to deter the, the black magic. No wonder. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, hey, must have been a hard life, but he learned some pretty important skills from that. I mean, he turned into quite the inventor. Yeah, and, and so maybe he's just trying to help everyone else with that same lesson, hey, taking their garden gnomes. It wasn't all bad. I mean, he had no. a friend named Kenny who was apparently a lawn jockey, which is a little politically incorrect. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. But like, that's definitely what Kenny was supposed to be. There's no doubt about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I guess maybe in a, in a Druselstein, they don't, they don't have the same standards. Uh, you know, they don't have the same history. So, mm -hmm. so I guess a long jockey, they might not realize why it would be offensive. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to Phineas and Ferb, though. Yeah. Um, well, we're on the topic of offensive nature. Yeah. Uh, so there's like a montage and there's a dolphin there. Uh, and um, the dolphin is blowing water out of its hole and a child drinks it like a drinking fountain. That child should not be drinking blowhole water. Um, <laughs> that's not. That's, yeah. It's, it's not. got all sorts of that it can't be healthy to drink a dolphin's blowhole water. I don't think you want to drink a dolphin's blowhole anything too, because they're what the only other mammal on this planet that mates for pleasure. That's Aside very true. Yeah. yeah. We don't know where that blowhole, you don't know where that blowhole has been. You gotta go I don't check think that, that the blowhole comes into play though. I mean, we don't use our hey, nostrils while having sex. We don't know. Well, maybe not, not all of us. I know yeah. you have your, your, uh, I don't oh, want to yes. kink shame you, but. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, blowhole water, unsanitary. 
they were doing well for education and then it kind of took a not like see started off with the combusting bird i'll Mm -hmm. give it to him could be an extreme situation especially if humans combust uh you know uh you can't let the morning uh, radio hosts win um what was it what was the second one for education Uh God, I don't remember. It's, I feel like I feel like we've been talking for hours. Oh yeah, maybe we didn't learn anything then. Maybe we didn't but, learn anything. Um, but don't drink from the blowholes. Oh, the black magic. It was the uh, black magic. The garden gnomes. Garden gnomes. Black magic. Yes, we were uh, on a good streak and then back yeah. down again. So this is uh, the first appearance of Buford, at least in the Disney Plus order. Uh, Buford is a is a seminal character. Uh, very important. Um, Buford. Is, oh, the bully. The bully. Yes. Oh yeah. He his arc uh, over this series is is one that's very touching. I have to say. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm there's a lot to more to him than, than than what meets the eye. Uh, so you're saying he's not just another two dimensional character on a show of two dimensional characters? No, no, no. He's a uh, two and a half dimensional. Oh my gosh! Because three dimensional. Three dimensional would be too much. That really. He's be like a Parappa here. the Rapper. If you've ever seen that. Rapper the rapper. No, Parappa the rapper. Never heard of it. As a PlayStation One game, uh, he's like he's like a drawing, but he can like make turns. Like you can see like the lines. Oh, yeah. it's called two two point five D. It was popular uh, in the early two thousands for video games, sort of subgenre. Anyways, uh, Phineas. Let's see. Uh, oh, uh, Ferb. Ferb. Let's talk about Ferb. Let's talk about his voice. Yeah. Um, so to counteract the Polynesian cultural appropriation, they decided to make Ferb rap in a Jamaican accent. Or something of that descent. Yes. Yeah, and I can't confirm this, but I, I believe that this is not the voice actor for Ferb. I believe they had to hire a separate singing voice for him. Um, Which is not uncommon for Disney, but typically yeah, it's they did that for uh, they did that for Nightmare Before Christmas. You know, they had Danny Elfman sing uh, yeah. Jack Skellington. Yeah, Christopher hey. Jackson was uh, Moana's dad. Yeah, um, and uh, Hercules uh, was young. Hercules was played by Roger Bart. Yep. Yeah. Very um, very common. So it's not uncommon. It's not uncommon. The Jamaican is a sort of what's weird though. It's kind of a dead giveaway. I would say that it's not for you regular voice actor. Yeah. Oh. But did you have anything you wanted to say about that other than the the fact that he's, uh, he is singing? How dare they! What? What? Why? First, the Polynesian culture. Then the beautiful vocals. Let's not, you know what? Let's just, let's scoot past it. Do I have more of this to look forward to in the rest of the series? I, I can't, I can't answer that. Oh, man. Okay. Well, we'll have to see. Um, Doofenshmirtz machine. Say what you will about it. That had some pretty wonderful user interface. Two options, blow, blow, and suck. and suck. And man, did that blow! I've met some people who have those two options. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, two options only. Two options only. Um, all I, I just here's the thing though with all of his remotes. I think he really what he really needs is a label maker and Adar. Yeah, yeah, because he's like he's he's just a mess. He's got all these re- identical remotes that have like one button on them. Like, how hard is it to just put a little label on there to yeah. make it a little easier for you? doesn't even have to be a big label, too. You can just number yeah. them out. One, two, three. Um, 
And going back to the whole terraforming thing that I mentioned earlier, Doofenshmirtz is doing a lot of terraforming as well. He creates a volcano, you know, underneath, yeah. underneath that uh, rains gnomes upon people. I actually think, here's the thing. Is that a coincidence or does he know which house he's under? Does yeah. he know that he's underneath the house of his ex-lover and son? <laughs> yeah. Phineas. <laughs> yes. Maybe he does. We, I don't think it's ever confirmed, but it's very possible. Because he also I, followed them to Mount Rushmore. He did. He did. Maybe he doesn't even know that Phineas is his son, but just from that you know like maybe it's like spider senses exactly and they were his man that volcano was right underneath their house right underneath their house um i want to back up a little though uh to the surfing competition mm-hmm. uh buford is an amazing surfer like mm-hmm. he's able to like beat up a kid while staying like in midair <laughs> yeah that's from holding it from the ankles the yeah. only thing that's more impressive than that <laughs> is phineas who's like the greatest surfer i've ever seen He's like surfing. He's like hanging on the edge. Hanging like, 32, yeah. Hanging 32. I didn't even think that that was possible. Yeah, I know. I don't... 32, hold on a second. His teeth. Wait, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, <laughs> His 9, 10. teeth. <laughs> 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Hold on a second. I was hanging 32. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's called six toes, yeah? No, but even then, that would be that would not be thirty-two. Well, no, it wouldn't be thirty-two. But he got thirty-two teeth. Right? He was hanging on. Oh, to it from, he was hanging on oh, from the, from the board okay. with his mouth. I get it now. Okay. Yeah, that's smart. That's clever. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was thinking like just like body-wise. Yeah. No, because first he was. Oh my gosh, he's hanging ten. Now he's hanging twenty. He's hanging thirty-two. Now he's just hanging there. Now he's just hanging. Yeah. Okay. That's that's my bad. Uh, yeah. It's teeth. Okay. Clever. Clever. I'll give you that one. The master. The master becomes the master. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. Uh, what else do we got here? Uh, okay. So Candace is slow dancing and there's uh, disco lights that are reflecting off of Where did the disco nothing. come from? Where did the disco lights, where did the disco ball come from? And where also why, how is it, what is it reflecting off of? Exactly. The sun, maybe, but who knows? doesn't really work yeah. that way though if, if only they were 10 feet closer <laughs> man <laughs> then it'd be really hot be yeah. burning up on the dance floor um oh man again th- another bad episode for candace's mental health she really like wow yeah. it was working out this time i mean she wasn't even simping that hard you know no it was no. like jeremy was jeremy was like falling right into her her grasp yeah if anything he he asked her to dance yeah. He asked her, like, good. Also, consent. You know, he's like, he had that, like, one little gesture. And Candace was like, and then they just started dancing. Start dancing. As kids that age do. As kids that age do. Fire. So Candace has a, a crown with fire coming out of it, which can't be very safe. No. Um, and I just, shame on you, Phineas and Ferb, for encouraging this sort of um, lack of, of, you know, fire codes health codes mm-hmm. and also think about how heavy that headdress is too and she's got yeah. a tiny neck tiny yeah tiny skinny Literally neck looks like a twig yeah. P- pencil neck as they call her later on really yes yeah that, they do call her pencil neck um oh, man poor candace poor candace <laughs> poor candace yeah really doofenshmirtz and candace are the victims of this show yeah 
they they take such a beating. Doofenshmirtz is screaming so loud that he's breaking glass. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine that being in so much pain that your voice, the screeches coming from your throat, are literally destroying three-inch thick glass. Three-inch thick glass. <laughs> the pain, the suffering. It's insane. Hopefully, we will never know such pain. I hope so. If I got to be in Doofenshmirtz's shoes. I mean, I've been described as the Doofenshmirtz of my friend group, but, uh, you know, Those I can't. Those are some actually... pretty long shoes to fill, though. Some very, yes, yeah, some very long some shoes. Very Comparable long to shoes Sideshow to Bob from The Simpsons. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I have one last thing, and we can okay. wrap this episode up. Sure. So they have their fence that is like you know remote controlled that it like it lifts up and down at will um the thing is this is a regular fence Hmm. and if there are palm trees behind this fence lindana is gonna see this lindana is gonna see those palm trees and be like what is happening does not make the beach go away no you can't you can't just you can't just you can't you can't you can't you can't you can't you can't you You just can't you You just just can't can't. you just can't do it you can't you cannot do that cannot and you can come on who do you think we are idiots imbeciles maybe ignoramuses maybe but maybe just maybe we're geniuses because would a genius notice something? Would a genius, and I think the answer is yes, notice that not even 15 seconds after that fence comes back up, those four other houses behind them poof, reappear. Back. They're back. They're back. Where do they come from? Where do they go? Where do they go? Who knows? Only but where did the Joe. beach go? I don't know. Oh, wait, it was... Whew, Hidden by the fence. Hidden by the fence. <laughs> Hidden <laughs> by the fence. Unbelievable. You just can't do it. I think you picked a perfect point to end on, too. The most egregious violation of common sense and comprehension of existence. Yeah. It only gets worse from here. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We've got a lot. A lot ahead of us, don't we? Yeah, we've got a, we've got a lot of work to do, my friend. Well, I'm excited to do it. If these first two episodes are any indication, we're making good headway. Yes, we are. All right, join us next time in our third inaugural episode of Furb Your Enthusiasm. Yes, and I've... remember, don't let the morning DJs win. Don't let the morning DJs win. Garden gnomes Garden keep gnomes. away black magic. Garden gnomes keep away black magic. What was the third thing? Humans can spontaneously combust. Humans, humans can spontaneously combust. Ferb can be Jamaican sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't be a simp. When you say hanging 32, you're talking about your teeth. <laughs> don't drink blowhole water. That was the third user, one. User, uh, user interface should be simplified to blow. User interface up. should be simplified. Uh, label your remotes. Yeah. I think that's nine rules that you can keep with you to your to your death. Yeah. To your death, literally. Those are going to live rent-free in your head now. The Hope second I said that, I got a text saying that Larry King died. 
Did you not know? No. Oh man. Well, it's okay. Uh, it's probably a good uh, good time for us to bring up that uh, we dedicate this issue to uh, this, this episode. Uh, we dedicate this episode, this episode to uh, the radio host, interviewee, legend, interviewer of the famous and infamous Larry King. 1934, I believe, or 33. I'll need to double check to 2021. It's very sad. Yeah. And now we've dated this episode. <laughs> yes, because... Because we're not recording. We recorded this like weeks out of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. Rest in peace, King. Rest and, in power. Uh, hopefully, rest in power. And uh Hey. Maybe he'd agree with us on Phineas and Ferb. I bet he would. I bet he would. All right. Well, join us next time, friends, when we dissect yet another episode of Phineas and Ferb on Ferb Your Enthusiasm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.